Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source, which we need today on our planet, is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say, that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, by taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.n.com 
www.nowalchemy.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Hello, tribe. I'm super excited for the webinars that I'm doing um, on a weekly basis and sometimes every other week. We have one coming up called Understanding the Negative Voices in Your Head, which I call Sketchers. And in this webinar, you will learn how to dismantle them from affecting your life choices, and you will learn how to release them. So if you want to find out how to get involved in this webinar, it's um, going to be on the web. Uh, you can go to www.shamandurek.com or contact Sam at shamandurek.com or sign up on the newsletter so you can get all the webinars and all the classes and all the amazing things that I'm going to be doing around the world to support you and to being the leader of legacy that you are. I love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. It is an honor to have all of you tribal members on this planet right now, at this time, in our evolution, because we are smashing it. We are taking it to higher levels of litness, and we are not putting up with any kind of nonsense because we have power. And not only do we have power, we have love. And our love transcends all boundaries, all labels, and all identifications, and anything that can cause any uh, stagnicity or any imbalance. Our love supersedes all things, transmutes all things, and brings everything back into balance, because that is how amazing we are as a tribe. So if anyone hasn't told you today that you're loved, let me be the first to tell you, I love you. And I am so honored and so grateful for your presence on this planet and for you being a tribal member and here at Ancient Wisdom today, because it's important for us to get filled up, to get nurtured, to get completely shifted and lifted and stay in that all-time beautiful place on Lit City and be riding the Lit Train to freedom. And I'm so excited for, I have the most amazing, powerful, powerful queen in studio today. I've got Jasmine Atten of One Ritual Away. 
And if you don't know about candle magic and you don't know how to create the energy you need in order to take yourself to a higher place or to remove those obstacles or to draw into your path the things that you so desire to keep your heart and your soul on fire, well, you're going to find out in today's share. I am so honored to have this queen. She's so powerful. Let me just tell you how powerful she is, okay? You know, I come back from, you know, a long journey being out in the, you know, the rainforest and then traveling and dealing with all this stuff going on in the world, you know, and I come back and she's in town. She comes over and she's like, okay, you know what? This is what's going on. She throws down these cards. She just reads every single thing. She brings me a bottle of some magic money oil. She's like, brings me some candles. She calls in my energy. She's no joke joke. She's not playing. Okay. And you know, we don't play here on ancient wisdom in our tribe, right? We keep it real 1000. So this is why she is a friend of mine. She is a, a, a colleague of mine. She is operating on these higher levels of consciousness and she's here to bring about change for all of us. She's here to show us how we can invoke power and ignite power so that we can live in the hour of power in our lives every day and every way, keeping it lit for the Liddy Committee. That's what it's about. So I want to welcome to the studio the beloved, the wonderful queen, a goddess, Jasmine Atten of One Ritual Away. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So uh, tell, let, tell the tribe a little bit about yourself and what you do and who you are and why you're such a rock star. Absolutely. So first of all, I've been practicing. I was blessed and, and brought into this world by two magical magicians, practitioners of the occult, practitioners of magic. And I was raised in a lifestyle of learning how to work with the energies of the universe, learning how to really command and go within and bring out your magical abilities to create the life that you want. My mother was a hoodoo practitioner, and I'm actually a third-generation witch, which means my grandmother, great-grandmother, grandmother, and mother all practiced magic, and then that was brought down and passed down to me. I grew up from a very early age learning how to dress candles. Um, when I was about four years old, it was discovered that I was clairvoyant and had the ability to communicate with those that have crossed over to the other side. And at that time, my family decided this would be, we need to cultivate her gifts. We need to work on these abilities that's been passed down through her lineage. So I learned how to read tarot at a very early age. I learned how to perform magical rituals at a very early age. I've learned how to speak and think things into existence, how to really work with the energy that's available to all of us. These are things that unfortunately some people are just now beginning to learn. But once you learn it, your life can transform and you have this ability to create and, and be who you want to be at almost a snap of a finger, quite honestly. Through my, over the years, through my practice, I have I've worked with hundreds of people. I have done lots of coaching with individuals on how to first get in tune and in touch with who they are, figuring out some of the things that they need to remove, blockages that they need to remove, inviting more love and positivity into their life, clearing away any energetic or energy that's around their aura that could be keeping them stagnant, really helping people to look within and say, 
who am I? Where am I? Where do I want to be? How do I get there? And then giving them some tools to work with. The individuals that I've worked with over the last few years have made some dynamic changes, have invited such amazing results into their life, getting themselves from a place of maybe I want to be wealthy, maybe I want to be healthy, maybe I want to attract that love partner into my life, maybe I just want to have more love for myself and do some deep, deep healing and get rid of things that I've been holding on to, but they never knew how to do it. And that's what I have been doing, and that is my purpose. I feel that's what I was brought here for, is to help collectively raise the vibration and help anyone who wants to elevate themselves to the next level, both spiritually and as a result, the reward of going within and transcending and expanding your consciousness is you are rewarded with the luxuries in the physical world, in the physical life and manifesting really anything that you want. Everything is possible. The happy, the healthy, the love, the riches, the wealth. It's absolutely one ritual away. Mm, Amala Ashe. Ashe. So, you know, first of all, I just got to let you know right off the bat. When you talk, sometimes when you come over and we just hang out, we just have like hangout time. When you talk, the, the wisdom and the way you speak, it just brings powerful energy through my body. Thank you. It's like, it's not just that you're speaking to existence. You are the energy of magic and power. And, I, you know, I also want to draw some attention to, to the magic because, you know, we have, you know, different people in the tribe who come from different backgrounds and different parts of the world, everything from Christian to Muslim to you name it. And I just kind of want to dispel some of the, the, the kind of the charge that when they hear the word magic, mm-hmm. how they may be associating it, where it's coming from who is behind it, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times people think magic and they think, oh, you're doing black magic. Oh, you got some dark spirits you're working with. Oh, you got some crazy thing you're doing. And, uh, you know, in order for us to be able to rise out of, you know, the illusion, right, we have to remove the confusion. Yes. So will you speak on that? Absolutely. So first and foremost, you have to understand that we are all energetic beings. And if you think about um, the term religion, regardless of what area of religion you come from, all religion has a higher source that they identify with as the creator, whether that's called God, whether that's called Allah, whether there's different deities, but every religion has a specific uh, specific origin of rituals, we could say, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, it's really all coming from the creator. Now, because we are energetic beings and we are on a energy-based reality, trees are alive, dirt is alive, you've got the sun, you've got the moon, you've got the ocean, we are surrounded by living elements. So the practice of working with magic, so to speak, is just understanding how to tune into these elements that were put here from the creator and utilizing those in order to create change into your life. The term magic does have or can be associated with somewhat, as you say, negative or or dark arts because that's kind of how the perception has been painted both in movies and in Hollywood and in religion, so to speak. And that it's such a misconception because it makes it seem like, oh, this is bad or you're worshiping, you know, the devil, if we could say, or you're calling upon negative entities. And that's absolutely not correct. There is no black magic. There is no white magic. It is all energy. Now, what the individual chooses to do with it, that depends on what side of the spectrum it falls on. 
Think of it like this. When someone passes away, what do they do? A candlelight vigil. That's a ritual. That's a candle that's lighting the path for that spirit to find its way wherever it is that it's going. Every religion that I can think of burns candles. Catholics burn candles. Buddhists burn candles. Hindus do rituals. They have deities. Christians have their own rituals. They have, uh, you know, you have the cross, you have Jesus, you have the Virgin Mary. They have their own specific set of deities. But let's look a little bit deeper. All of this is still connected to one divine source, whatever you call it, the creator's infinite. No matter what, I think we can all agree we all got here somehow. We were all a thought, an amazing thought from the creator before our parents came together. So in turn, when someone hears the word magic and it's off-putting, what they really should think about is it's an individual that has learned how to tune in to the natural elements that are here for us. They were put here for us to utilize so that you can be happy and healthy and healed and live a prosperous life. And that's how I look at magic. And that's a lot of people that are from different religious backgrounds, they don't think of it that way. No one's maybe explained it to them. But if you look back at the rituals that are being performed, it's all the same thing. It's just given different names and it's done differently. It's still magic. Yep. You know what? And uh, you couldn't have said it any better, Queen, because it is so important. And I really am so happy that you brought that, all of that right now to fruition for the ears of all those in the tribe to hear. Because I, it's like, I sometimes I get to a point where people will say things. I was just recently at uh, my friend of mine, she's a big Hollywood starlet. And you know, one of the, one, another starlet came up to me and she's like, well, you know, I'm Christian. And, you know, when I think of shamans, I think that, you know, you guys do black magic and all this kind of stuff. And I had to like, she's like, do you even believe in God? And I was like, what? I mean, I go, that's how we're trained. We're trained in the understanding mm-hmm. of source and that source is all things and that everything we see has come from source and that everything that man has made has been the distortion of source unless it's come from a place of unconditional love. Because just because man created it, right? Some things man and women create on planet earth that are operating from a place of love in the spectrum of God and some things people create on earth that are not in the spectrum of God and go completely against God. And I was explaining that anytime anyone goes against any Anything that is for the betterment of ourselves, for the planet, for the animals, for the for the natural kingdom, for the elements, and for our bodies, and for our minds and our spirits, and whatever is against God, because it's not it's not operating in the field of what God ultimate alignment is, which is for love's evolution to be present, to be seen, to be felt, and to be heard. And so it's like what you know when you see a priest going down the aisles, you know, with you know the incense of sage going through the aisles, you know, that that's a, that's a ritual in itself. Right. But people say, oh, he's just blessed. You know, he's just, he's just burning this thing in the aisles. No, he's doing a ritual. Exactly. You know? you know, and it's funny because it even brings up these things for me too. Like when we get into these holidays, like we just, we just came out of like, you know, celebrating Christmas and I had to educate my friends that do you realize that why you have a Christmas tree and what these bulbs are on your tree? And they're like, no, they're Christmas ornaments. I'm like, no, they're called witches balls. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, and they're meant to like, and you hold each one and you think of the thing that you want to protect in your family or your friends or your business or your money or your possession or whatever it is, your health. And then you put it on the tree and the tree represents the tree of life. It represents the life. And and I said, and the log is where you throw all the things you want to burn to the fire. I said, the stockings, you put everything in there that you want to bring into the new year. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's all, and the, the dressing of the tree is the, is the blessing you bring upon yourself. And it's all done in this pagan form 
which is called Yule, which is a celebration of Yule. But of course, they turn it in Christmas and everyone doesn't even know what the tree is anymore. They just go out and get it. They put the ornaments on. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is, you know? And then you get into Easter and everyone's like the Easter egg and the Easter bunny and the chocolate bunny and the this and that. They don't even know that the bunny is a signification that comes from the, from the goddess um, Estara, uh, Estra, who was, uh, the, the bunny was the representation of her to remind us to overcome our fears. And that the egg represents fertility and represents life and birth and magic and connection and connection to the divine source and connection to the, to the invisible that becomes tangible. And and it's so interesting how we have all these, you know, these rituals that we do every day, such as brushing our teeth and taking a shower, washing ourselves, which is also a part of traditional um, old tradition, right? I mean, I know because when I was in Egypt in my other lifetime as a pharaoh, I, has to, I used to have to get bathed before I would meet with the priestesses. And I had to have certain types of oils put on my body because the priestesses wouldn't even see me. They, even, if I, even though I was pharaoh, they wouldn't have nothing to do with me because I had to be ready dressed and anointed with the right oils and the right types of things on my body before I could even walk into their space. And so it's so interesting how we have become such a culture of people who've been so programmed by television and by movies and by the nonsense of of things that people see and then they just associate it that this is what it is without doing their due diligence or understanding what the heck they're even doing. Like, why would you even put a Christmas tree up if you don't even know what it is? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. And and that just goes to show how people have been, if we can say, brainwashed, so to speak, to disconnect themselves from their spiritual evolution, from transcending, from being able to expand their consciousness. Because if you are not working on expanding your consciousness, then chances are you're going to end up staying stuck in this cycle, staying stuck in the 3D dimension, repeating things over and over and over again, when in actuality, you are supposed to be moving up to higher dimensions. And that is through the practice, that is through your spiritual practice. And that's what magic does. It helps you connect with yourself so that you can elevate yourself to a higher dimension. And I also think that's why there's this huge, we can call it awakening happening globally. You know, I've noticed over the past, even the past several years, now things, it's almost like crystals and sage burning and candles and oils. It's almost trending, so to speak. Oh no, it's it's trending. It's definitely trending. It's definitely trending. People <laughs> definitely are trending. coming there, the light, the light of love, the light of positivity. People are starting to be drawn to the light. And I think that's another reason why a lot of people are starting to leave religion and are moving towards these new practices. And understandably, they're, they're looking for more knowledge and they're not sure, well, what am I doing? Is it is this wrong? Because this is something I was taught that was negative or evil. Or I was taught not to believe, but then they realize when they start doing their sage burning, they start doing their spiritual cleansings, they start working with their crystals for opening their heart chakras, things start happening for them. Mm-hmm. All the things that they've wanted, all the blessings that they've asked for start showing up in their life. The law of attraction is an action. And that's really what it's all about. Oh, yes. And you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing because I love all cultures. I love all energies that come from all different places. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love gospel church. And I love a church where, they, where they're playing guitar and, and singing in the name of the Lord and all that. And I love going to mosque. And I love listening to the prayers that come on the speakers when I'm in Turkey. And I love, you know, the, the Melavana and watching them spin and getting into, the, you know, and Rumi and Sufism. And I love listening to people chant, Namihoto Renge Kyo. Like, for me, I love it all. 
I love yes. every way people choose to observe God, see God, honor God, love God. The thing that I don't get into is when people start feeling threatened by other people's observance of God and making it like their only observance of God is the only way in which they can observe God and then start placing all kinds of ideas of um, shame and blame onto that person because of the way they choose to connect to divinity. That I do not accept. That I am not into. I mean, I have spent hours and hours in synagogue when I lived in Israel the Wailing Wall, sitting down with rabbis, studying the Kabbalah, reading the the, the Talmud, you know, uh, reading and getting involved in the Pinhas. You know, I have spent hours and hours studying all of these hermetic laws, these Egyptian teachings, which came easy for me because, of course, being in that lifetime, all of these things. And they all, to me, are just occurrences of just different pathways of using energy some I have found to be more challenging in the sense of like there's a little bit more rigidness to it and others I have found to be more fluidic and more flowing and more breath of fresh air and instant uh, manifestation, right? As you said earlier, Queen, speak into existence, Yes. right? That the, the consciousness of speaking into existence, the sorcery aspect of it, the wizardry aspect of thinking it into existence and the witchery aspect of acting, doing action to create, the, to create it into existence uh, and the shamanic way of creating it into existence, which is the ability to have communion and relationship with all of the elements. You know, these beautiful essences and all of these things how can anyone deny the beauty and the energy that comes from all life? Agreed. You can't. You can't look around you. You. We are surrounded. We were put here and we were surrounded in a place full of magical elements to help support you on your journey. But you have to know how to use them. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to connect with them. You have to kind of stop for a minute and really kind of center yourself and ground yourself. You know, if you go outside, the trees will talk to you. Mm -hmm. The ocean will communicate with you. If you ask a question, your higher self will give you the answer. Mm. But a lot of people are very busy in their day-to-day life. They are they are overworked. They are, their mind is too scattered. You have to bring yourself back to center, connect. And that's through meditation. Um, That is through, again, certain sets of acts that you do, which we will call rituals, getting quiet and allowing the creator, allowing your higher self, allowing your spirit guides or your angels, whatever it is that you communicate with to help kind of guide you through. And yes, connecting with nature. That's the easiest way, the easiest form to do it and inviting this into your life and not being so rigid, like you say, not saying this is the right path, that's the wrong path. The way that I choose to honor the creator is the right and the only way. That is, that's a disconnect from all of it. In fact, you're hurting yourself instead of being open-minded. The more open you are, the more connected you become, the happier you will be and the more your life will end up being blessed. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what do you what do you recommend for people who are just stepping into understanding how to access magic? What is what is the way that they can like and, and I'm talking like kindergarten, I'm talking rudimentary, I'm talking like I just heard this now. I just walked into this tribe. You know, and here we have the tribe gathered in a circle all globally around the world. And we've got you, Jasmine, and Shaman Dirk talking about magic. Never heard of it. Never did it. Don't know where to start. What's your advice? My advice, uh, first of all, 
research. Start doing some research. Um, Start looking up things, just your higher self, spirituality, meditation. Seek out counsel through someone who can guide you, a shaman. But, you know, we live in a world nowadays where technology is at our fingertips. Everything you want to know is just a Google away. I would say the first place I would look up is what is spirituality? Get an understanding of what that is. And then start asking yourself a question. Where am I right now? Am I happy with where I am right now? Are my beliefs or the things that I've been taught, are they starting to be challenged a little bit? Am I starting to question, is there something out there that's deeper than what I've known my entire life? You have to really start there because you you can't even go on your journey. You don't know what you're looking for if you don't know where you are and what it is that you want. So once you answer those questions, start doing some research. I would say meditation is the easiest way to start connecting and allowing the information that you need, those questions to come to you, those downloads to come to you. If you want to work with some elements, something that I recommend to my students is start off very simple. Learn about crystals. Learn about the healing property of trees. Learn about the elements and how they can support you energetically. That would be something that I think anybody can can understand and take something from. And the thing that I've learned with people on their journey is it's almost like it's like a it's like a book. You start one place and then the next page just comes and the next page just comes and the next thing you know you're kind of led to the information that you need. Asking yourself, asking the universe, asking the creator What is it that I need to know? Where do I start? The answer will come to you. Someone will be put into your life. You will come across a podcast that will give you the direction. But first of all, just asking where you are, where do you want to be, and start doing some homework. Reading, I tell everyone, do as much research as you can, and things will start to show up. They'll pop out at you that'll make you want to look a little bit deeper. That's that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a wonderful way. You, you know, what I love about you is that you give really clear instructions on how to elevate the human spirit. You know, I remember once, uh, and and we need to do more of it too. Uh, when we had you uh, do my Instagram live takeover, mm-hmm. you know, I got so many people who wrote me and was so grateful because your your level of um, knowledge and wisdom and know-how and aptitude and the way that you you create structure and alignment to to the like the really easy step processes for people to really grasp how to bring these things into their lives and how to to facilitate them as a as a part of their lifestyle which is really really remarkable by the way I just wanted to give you some props so um going you know with that being said what do you feel is that, you know, because I, you know, when I look at what's happening on our planet, right, I look at what kind of planet we're on for the first place, you know, we're on a planet that our resources are not taken care of, which should be. The, uh, the, any, any society built in, this, in the understanding of keeping civilization growing and prospering would make sure that all of the resources are first driven to make sure that everyone is supplied with their basic needs. That should be like the first on our planet so that people can spend more time figuring out why they're here, what their gifts are, and what they're capable to contribute to, to the bigger whole of our species. Right. But we spend more time in survival, uh, working, paying bills, dealing with the, you know, the days in, the days out of all of these things. And so people get a very limited amount of time to really focus 
on that which is which they need to focus on. And when I say need, meaning urgency, need, because it is a need for your being to be able to recognize itself in this embodiment and be able to draw forth its power as a creator, as a quantum creator, and bring forth that level of energy into the world through projection, through action, and through love, and through service. And so when we are operating in the understanding of I need to instead of I want to because the I need is necessary for our evolution, I need to have time to focus on myself to be able to gain information and introspection on the levels of my being so I can know myself more because to thyself be true or to know thyself, right, is the greatest gift you can ever bring upon yourself on any on any of the, the levels of downfall of divinity, right, of like you being, you know, poured into from divinity. When I say downfall, I'm just to make sure people understand what I mean. Being poured into by divinity is to know thyself, right, and, and, to, and to really understand how one operates within the knowing of thyself. And so we're not given that freedom on this planet. So the thing is, we have to cultivate time and space for us to be able to step into us, right? It's I, I call it me time, yes. right? But in fact, it's called we time if we want to change me to we and just change, flip it around from the me and flip it upside down to we because by you doing me time, it becomes we time and that allows whatever you do for yourself to benefit the greater whole. How can people start implementing this level of concentration and focus into themselves in a ritualistic way? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, um, you have to eliminate the distractions and eliminate the blockages. Um, just like anything else you want to make time for, you can't do one thing if you're being inundated doing something else. Mm-hmm. So... Number one, a lot of times people, they don't even know where to start and they don't know how to start because they're blocked. They're blocked by, like you said, they're in survival mode. And you wouldn't be in survival mode if you were in spiritual mode because there's no room for both because things would be flowing and you wouldn't be fighting to survive. You would be attracting everything that you want. So number one, you have to eliminate the things that are no longer serving you. And that can be, and we're going to start at the very bottom. This can be very basic. Well, let me just go for it one second. Can you say that again? Because... That right there needed a little pause of breath. Say it again. You wouldn't be in survival mode. Go ahead. Drop that on us. Drop that mic. (laughs) I want that mic drop. You would not be in survival mode if you were in spiritual mode. Mm, Shaka, laka, laka, laka. Because mm, everything mm. that you need and want would already be coming to you with zero effort. You would be attracting what you want instead of chasing what you want. So... One, it's a, it's a mindset. You have to switch your mindset. And from that, I want, I want, I need, I need to, I already have. Start there. Start with your thinking. Start eliminating the blocking thoughts. I talk to lots of people and I hear things like, well, the, with the type of luck I have or nothing ever goes right for me. And it's like you're creating more of what you don't want. So you have to start affirming over your life the things that you do want. That essentially will reprogram your thinking. It will start to remove those blockages to where making time for your spiritual self will come easily. Number two, you want to, I'm a big fan of 
you know, saying no. Sometimes a lot of people have demands put on them energy-wise from family, from spouses, from work, from school. You have to find balance and you have to know where to say no. And you have to also rid yourself of toxicity, toxic people. And that goes for anyone, family member, friend, spouse, get rid of it. If you're in a job you hate, start over. If you're in a place you don't like, you're not a tree, you can move, move. Do things that make you happy. Start removing the blockages. Start doing, I'm a huge fan of doing some spiritual baths, some energy cleansing, get a Reiki session done, smudge yourself. Because what happens is it all starts with the mind and it starts with your energy. And you can't start working towards what you want if you're all fogged up. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to answer the question as far as ritualistically, what can one do? Start with clearing and cleansing. It starts with the body. Um, changing your diet. But let's say we don't even go that more that far. Start in the home. Purge. Purge things that you don't need. Say no to certain things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Maybe you don't go out one night, but you stay home and you do some studying. You stay home and you smudge yourself. You stay home and start researching your crystals. You stay home and you put on some meditation music and you get quiet and you start journaling and you start looking at your life. You stay home. You don't go outside into, you know, the world that is full of all these distractions. You turn the TV off. You turn the radio off. You stop fighting with the spouse. You don't listen to the people, the haters. You take some time for yourself. Put yourself in solitude if you have to. If you got to take a couple days, you know, you got a vacation going coming up. You got some days off from work. No, we're not going to go hang out and go, you know, we're going to go party. No, take some time for yourself and start doing some healing because the bottom line is a lot of people are holding on to things emotionally that they are afraid of and they're running from it and it's keeping them from evolving. And then they start feeling like, oh, I want to look into my spirituality. I want to use the law of attraction. I want to change my life, but they're not even willing to look within and figure out what's not serving them. So you have to go within and start purging what you do not need to hold on to, that hurt, that guilt, that pain, that sorrow. Let it go. Just let it go. You got to work on loving yourself first and foremost, because you can't attract anything from the exterior, if you're not attracting things to yourself from the interior, you got to send out love also. You got to project love to others. You've got to forgive. These are very simple things. Before you can even start a ritual, you, I wouldn't recommend anyone to do a ritual until they've done some clearing. That's a ritual in itself. Get right. And then move on to the basics. Like I said, and I'm going to reiterate meditation. Get yourself some crystals. That's something anybody can do. That's something children can do. Start learning how to work with certain things. Start learning how to um, work with herbs. Start learning just plants, teas, cleansing your body. That's a ritual. That's magic. Putting things inside of your body, hydrating yourself, taking care of your temple. You have to start there, number one. Getting your energy balanced a crystal therapy session, a Reiki healing. You have to align yourself and then your consciousness, everything will kind of fall into place. And then you will start exploring a little bit more Then maybe you want to look into candle magic. And then that brings a person into saying, okay, now I've, I've gotten some balance and I've gotten some clarity because most people don't have clarity because they don't have balance because they're blocked. So we're going to get rid of that. Okay, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want... I want to start over. I want a new car. I want a new house. I want a new partner. I want to start a family. I want to travel the world. I want to start a business. 
99% of people are in jobs that they hate and they want to start a business. I want freedom. I want financial freedom. I want to to whatever it is that a person wants to do. That's where you go into the magic. That's where you start working with the law of attraction. That's where you start bringing the things that you want to yourself. But it all begins with purging, cleansing, balancing, and finding love. Mm, you know, sometimes you got to say no to stay in the flow. Right. But- Mm. Right. And making that time, taking that time because you deserve it. Not always giving so much of yourself and giving it to the demands of others. But yes, saying no to certain things. No, I'm not going out tonight. No, I can't do this. I can't do this for you because I'm working on me. Separating yourself from those and maybe not cutting them off. Sometimes there's people in your life you can't completely get rid of, but you can put things on hold and say, you know what? This month is a month that I'm doing me. This month, I may, I'm not going to really socialize. I'm not going to hang out. I may not talk to you on the phone very much because I'm doing me right now. Just starting there, oh, the changes, the positive changes that will start to occur and unfold and the opportunities that you will invite to yourself will get you to be, a, you'll be a better person internally and externally, and you'll be better for others. How can you really help those that you love around you when you haven't taken time to help yourself? You have to put yourself first. That's right. You know, my whole campaign this year, it's funny that you said, uh, put yourself first. My whole campaign for women this year is you first. Yes. You know, and so the things I've been talking about in the press and things I've been talking about and, you know, in TV and everything that I'm doing is about the You First campaign. It's that you put yourself first because if you don't put yourself first, then we all suffer. Yes. Right. And so uh, in in the old age or the old way of doing things was if you sacrificed for everyone around you, they would love you in return as a payment. And then you will be taken care of. You'll be provided for. You'll be nurtured. You'll be loved. And that just that's that just it doesn't work. Right. And so it's not meant to because the equations always lead to you being codependent. So it's like, you know, for the for the rise of women, it is the understanding of you first versus you sacrifice, right? Because you sacrifice codependent, you first independent. Right. Right. And independent lovers are better than those who are codependent lovers. Right. Because an independent woman is activated, an independent man is activated, and therefore that creates a greater power source. Yes. So I love that very much so. And I, you know, for me, it's like, if we, if we are, as, as a civilization, begin to step into this, this new understanding of, of what it means for us to recreate that which is no longer necessary for our evolution. So all of the pollution to bring solution to that pollution, we have to, one, get into a space of recognizing not to draw our energies there so much. We keep feeding the monster. The monster gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And a lot of times what happens in society now is you got everyone running around screaming, I'm the biggest victim, who's going to give me an award? I should get an award for being the biggest victim. Instead of realizing that victim consciousness is an opportunity for you to see and understand depths and qualities of your being, of where you're not owning and and honoring your power, but it doesn't mean that you stay in victim consciousness. Because in order for us to rise as people, we don't rise as individuals, we rise collectively. Individually, we bring forth the perspective or the introspection of rising to that higher level. But as a collective unit, 
you know, we can't leave anyone behind. So if we are going to really see our species evolved to the level where we can get to, then we have to start making proclamation in that which we desire, what we desire and see as the truth. So instead of focusing on our power, I saw people like, you know, I had this one woman said to me, you know, she, you know, she goes, well, you know, I don't want to go to Haiti and I don't want to deal with any kind of voodoo or Santeria or any of these kind of things because, you know, I, I, I don't like it because they curse you and so forth. And I said, every time you open your mouth, you're cursing yourself. Every time I've heard you speak to your daughter and your husband all day since I've been at your house, you've been cursing them. You know, every time you say something, you coming out with a curse just because you ain't lighting the candle or cutting the head off of a chicken and you ain't doing some kind of dance and stuff around a fire and getting crazy and so forth and letting your, letting your body go, you know, all out with the spirits and stuff doesn't mean that you're not casting a curse. You open your mouth and you say something to another person that is downtrodden, that it has some fear-based energy, or, you know, like, you know, you better be careful because there's a lot of uh, bad people out there and you don't want them to get you. Why would you say that to your daughter? Why would you, why would you even invoke that energy into manifestation through your words, right? And so, so the, the mindfulness of words is the first proclamation, is to be able to speak that into existence from a place of how do we lift and shift in every word that we speak, both to ourselves and to others? The independent speaker, the one who speaks it without the idea of, you know, uh, lowering some another person to feel better or to curse another person because you are able unable to see the path that lies behead, uh, the head of them or be able to see the quantum levels of existence that they represent in their beingness. Because of your beingness, you may see a different star. One time I was standing on a rooftop, my love, and we were in Israel. And my friend was saying, don't you think some of your ideas are a little lofty? Like the idea that you want to be a global peace ambassador and the idea that you really think that you're going to have people all over the world, you know, that you want to share shamanism as a lifestyle choice and teach them how to get into legacy and their power. And I said, you know what, let, let, me, look, let me tell you something. I said, tell me which star is, is, is yours in the sky right here. And he, and he pointed to one of the stars in the sky. I said, that's your star, right? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, you see that one way back there where you could barely see it and it's like a little bit flickering with that one right there? He goes, yeah. I go, that's my star. And he goes, your point? I said, that's your star. Your star is right here. My star is right there. You might not think you can get to my star, but I know I can get to my star because I was built to get to that star. You're built to get to your star. So don't try to come in and try to dictate to me and tell me what kind of magic and power lives in my being to be able to get to my star, which I was already aligned with from the time that I was born. That star was in the sky the moment I was born. Your star was in the sky the moment you were born. But just because you can't get to mine doesn't mean that I can't get to mine. And I think what happens is a lot of times we got to be mindful that the constructs of another person's life has nothing to do with us. And we need to keep in mind our own damn business. Yes. Yes. And something I like to call is speaking light into your life, reaffirming. And a lot of people are not conscious of it. But like you said, when you are saying things about a person, what they're not capable of doing, what isn't going right for them, you're actually hurting yourself. You're not speaking light into your life. You're not speaking light into another person's life. And that essentially will create the blockages and keep you stuck where you are. Light language. Yes. Absolutely. Light language. Yeah, it's true. I always tell people, that's why I tell people don't gossip. Because when, when my friends go into gossip mode, I go into it for a little bit, but not for the sake of gossiping, but for the sake of blessing. So when someone goes in and starts all of a sudden going like, oh yeah, and this person did da, 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 I go, okay, well, yes, they do these things. Let's send them blessing. Yes. 
Let's send them grace. Yes. Let's send them healing. Let's send them correction. Mm -hmm. Let's send them prosperity so they don't have to be in the scarcity way of operating and and, and constantly going and making everyone feel like they're using them. Let's find ways to regulate, right? And, And to take what we see that we don't like and change it, right? You know, it's like regulators regulate and change that without debate so that we can change their fate, so they can see that there is a whole new plate from which they can feed and nourish their soul upon. Yes. I love that. I love that. Speaking light into your life, speaking light into someone else, sending them love and sending them energy and something. I just want to go back for a second when you were saying that the woman doesn't realize everything coming out of her mouth. She was essentially cursing her own family. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people tend to do not knowing you're cursing yourself when you are saying negative things or you're gossiping or you're complaining, you are feeding more of what you don't want instead of saying, I know this is getting ready to happen or I know this is happening for me. I know I know that that job I want is coming. I know my health is improving. I know that partner that, that I'm going to live happily ever after with is on its way to me. You have to kind of stop yourself and this takes some time and it takes some training. You stop yourself when you feel yourself going into victim mode, when you feel yourself going into complain mode, when you feel yourself going into worry and anxiety, that's the biggest thing for, I think, a lot of people, um, especially pertaining to finances, worrying about how you're going to pay the bills. Are you going to pay the bills? Are you going to make some money? When you worry, you are feeding that to be greater instead of diminishing it. They say energy goes where attention flows. So start redirecting your attention to the things that you do want, and then you'll have less of the things that you don't want, speaking light. And it may seem a little foreign at first because a person may say, well, how am I supposed to convince myself that something positive is getting ready to happen when I feel like I'm going, I'm living under this little storm cloud, but that's just what it is. You're living under a a cloud that you've actually created. Let the light come through. Call call upon the energies. Use your energy and call to yourself the things that you want. You don't want to be under that storm. Move away from it. Just like in a car, drive away from it. Walk away from it. Walk away from it. Exactly. Run away from it. Yeah, it's true. It's like people sometimes act like they can't do that and they have to subject themselves to the nonsense and the misery. That's why when people complain, I just look at them and I just be like, are you done? They're like, <laughs> right. why? I said, because complaining is draining. You're sitting here complaining and nothing's getting done. So I don't understand what you're complaining for. You're complaining so you can let the, so you can let the, the powers know that you complaining on something is where you want your energy focused on. So whatever you're complaining about, you want more of that. Right. That's crazy. Right. Like, and now when I say crazy, I mean crazy, like Kate, crazy, 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 right? Agreed. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is what I call it. Because the thing is, if you're operating from this place of, I'm going to complain and think that's going to get things done. When in fact, even if you complain to your children, You are actually making them make more mess, leave more mess, not clean the room, not do their chores, not do the things you need them to do because you're complaining about it. You're not engaging them in the place of painting for them uh, uh, what we call um, a frame from which they can exist in and see the empowerment that they will gain by doing these things. So they're activating energies. Yes. You know, like I was at a friend's house. And uh, the daughter uh, didn't like cleaning her room. It was a mess. She threw her clothes on the floor and did everything. And her, I was like, you know, have you seen her room? They're like, oh, Dirk, just don't even talk about it. Just close the door, Shaman Dirk. Just close the door. And I was like, why? And they're like, we ask her over. We complain. We complain. We tell her it's messy. Like, no one wants to see her room like this and so forth and so on. 
And so I was like, I'll be back. So I walked in her room. She was on the bed and she's like, hey, Shaman Dirk. And I'm like, hey, sweetie, I came in to see you and so forth. And I give her a big hug and she's sitting on the bed. And I said, how's things been? And she's like, it's been great. And she's like, I'm excited. My friend's having a birthday soon. And, you know, I'm really excited about it. And I said, you know, I go, well, what's coming up for you? I go, I noticed you have a lot of anxiety coming up that you've been dealing with. And she said, yeah, I've been having a lot of anxiety and I don't know where it's from and it's just been bothering me. And I said, well, you know, I said, you know, there's a great um, energy that opens up your powers even more. But in order to do so, you have to create space. And I said, and we can actually, to get to that space right now by showing you what that feels like in the process of creating that space. And she goes, okay, well, what do we have to do? I said, we need to clean your room. Mm -hmm. We need to clean your room. So by cleaning your room, every time you pick up something, you're picking up something that's been causing you stress inside of you. Yes. Every time you... Or organize something, you're organizing something inside of you. Because what is done in the physical is also done in the spiritual. And what is done in the spiritual is also done in the physical. Do you agree, Queen? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Would you like to speak on it? Absolutely. You know, um, and that's such a great point that you bring up. And this is something that I, I too share with my clients is a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. And that kind of represents where you are in your life and how things are working for you. And that's that goes back to purging, creating that space to invest invite the energy that you want in order to manifest the things that you want it is critical and in, in, in this past doing during Yule and then we just had a new year a lot of people asked me well what's the first thing I should do to make sure I live my best life in 2019 I said clean clean the house purge the things that are no longer serving you because they're holding energy and they're taking up space they're taking up space mentally they're taking up space physically they are they are crowding you can't bring anything else in you know it's like think of it like this you wouldn't put fresh beautiful organic food in an old dirty refrigerator would you You would get rid of all of that stuff before you invite something new and living and wonderful. It's the same thing. You want to purge your physical surroundings, which, like you said, is purging your spiritual and your mental. Now you have space to bring everything that you want to your life. And it's really as simple as that. It takes time, but it's very simple. You just have to make the time to do it and you will see life will start shifting. Things will start changing. Things, the brighter day will come immediately. You know, I told this one uh, this one uh, friend of mine, you know, she's having money problems. And when I got in her car, I said, uh, I'm sorry, but is this your trash can? She said, what? She said, what did you say, Shaman Derek? I said, is this your trash can? You expect me to ride in this car when you got cups on the ground and you got toys thrown all over the place from your kid in the back seat. You got like someone threw up on the seat. You just left it there. I mean, your car looks like, a, uh, uh, you know, like I walked into a, a, a garbage dump. Wow. She goes, my God, you're so harsh, Shaman Derek. I said, no, I'm not. I said, you have the audacity to think that I'm going to sit down in this vehicle? Mm-hmm. You think I am going to get in this car when it looks like this? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you took your car? You didn't take your car to a car wash? How long has it been? Six months? Wow. Because, you know, I tell it like it is. Right. Don't have me come to your house and see mess. Right. Because I'll straight drop it on you. So I said, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. She goes, okay, okay, okay. I said, so I'm going to have to take an Uber. So I'll meet you where we're going. And she said, okay. So, you know, we went, we had good lunch. And then she said, can you come over to my house? I said, absolutely. So I said, well, I'm not going to get in your car. So I'll take an Uber and I'll meet you there. So, you know, so we go to her house and I look at her house. I said, now, now this is even worse. Mm. And you have, and you wonder why you have money problems. Mm. I said, you have money problems because you don't have no respect for the things that you do have. Hello. 
If you can't, if you can't clean up your car, you make your car look like a garbage dump. You got cups all over the place. A baby throw up. Your 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 baby seat in the back. Every, all everything's a mess. Car is dusty, dirty. You got all kinds of water bottles and all kinds of things. Then you go inside your house and the clothes is all over the place. Everything looks just it just looks disheveled, a mess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you think that's a that's an, a person who brings prosperity and abundance in the door? Right. It's a reflection of where she is. And that's another thing. Taking people have to take a look at their surroundings. What is literally surrounding you, and that will dictate where you are in your life so that was an amazing observation now did she clean it up did you oh yeah i helped helped her her? okay i helped her because you know me i i have to clean i know (laughs) you know me i like order i like balance and order so the energies can move and flow and i can get i can get clear information from spirit and i helped her clean up and i even said to her i said i don't even know how your husband can come home i would have checked in the hotel she had a husband oh yeah oh wow baby husband Everything. Mm. And I said, you can't expect your man Mm. to come home to this mess. He won't be there for long. Nope. Mm-hmm. Because you are putting a block on your family finances, right. you are putting a block on your family health. You are putting you putting stress in your child. You're putting stress in your body. You don't even know why you why you're why you have all these issues going on inside. When she's like, I feel like I have all kinds of you know heat flashes during the day and different things. You're and she's not even on menopause. I said you're having heat flashes because your body's feeling all kinds of energy. It's overloaded. I go every time your body is sensing all this stuff, it's saying, well, how. It, it, she, this is the energy that she's representing. How can I accept prosperity and abundance when it's coming through this beautiful flowing energy and this stuff is coming in like a garbage dump? Mm-hmm. There's no room for it. No room. So we cleaned it up. I cleaned her car, took her to the car wash. I sat down with her while, you know, when they would let the car go down through the car wash. And I sat in the chair with her and I sat there, you know, and I said, you need to, you need to keep things clean. You need to start to choose. I can't believe you took the time today to help me clean my house and throw out all my stuff and, you know, and put the car in the car wash. And here we are sitting. I know how busy your schedule is and mm-hmm. doing this. I said, yes, we're going to do this. And I'm, wa- I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you after this done, watch what starts to happen. Right. All of a sudden, everything's clean. Everything. That next week, she was getting one opportunity after another opportunity after another opportunity. What she does for a living is that she puts events together for uh, different companies that focus on like uh, business platforms, you know, and then they want, oh, we want to do like an event for the whole team. And when like maybe they go on an adventure to do some kind of like obstacle course or, you know, this kind. So her job is to figure out what types of things they can do and create some kind of, um, you know, kind of cooperation or collaboration with some other company, whatever. And all of a sudden, when she was dealing with all that, she wasn't getting a lot of uh, jobs coming in, you know? And so that started doing really be- uh, well. Her husband started doing really well. You know, her kid was getting good grades. Everything was, you know, um, her and her, because she has two kids. She has one baby and she has a, an older kid. And her kid, who's the older one, they weren't having so many anxiety problems. They were feeling stressed out in the house. I remember cleaning up their video game machine area and I was putting all the, stacking all the video games inside of a cabinet. And she said to me, oh my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. I said, what did you think? Right. I mean, if you want to act like a garbage dump, then don't expect anything good to come in the door. <laughs> right. You know, except some garbage, somebody leave a broken chair because everyone in the neighborhood knows what kind of things you like. They'd be like, oh, my dog went to the bathroom. I was walking him. I thought I'd leave this here for you. Right. Oh, there's a broken chair we're getting rid of. We decided we thought maybe you might want it since you have a lot of trash in your house anyway. Mm-hmm. Trash in your mind, trash in your house. Hello. Trash in your body. Yes. That's not that that in itself is blocking your good things to come in your life because the flow is always there from spirit. But it's what are you doing to open up the gates to allowance to have that flow? Absolutely. 
And so let's talk about that, how people can open up flow as we segue into understanding that the definition of that flow, the definition of how can people open up that flow and, and getting into candle magic. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, it all starts with asking and clarity. So number one, a very simple practice or ritual that I always tell people to do is write it out. What is it that you want? You have to figure out and being very specific with the universe because the universe doesn't understand words. It understands vibrations. So you need to, one, know what you want. Two, feel how happy you will feel when it finally comes. And three, being very specific. So if we were to incorporate candle magic, now something that's very powerful on its own, as we all know, our words carry power. You can speak things into existence, things you do want, things you don't want. So you can affirm, I want, let's say, I want an extra $500 this week. And if you focus on that, it will come. Now, to make it even more powerful, writing it down putting it on a piece of paper, start journaling down the things that you want. Scribe it. Scribe it, exactly. Words are powerful. Now, you really want to get jiggy with it and you want to throw a money candle on it, oh, you're going to see things happen very quickly. And this is the reason why. If you think about fire, fire is a fast-moving element, okay? It's the fastest out of any of the four elements that we have here on the earth, which is why most people go to candle magic because it produces results very quickly. Fire is strong and it's powerful and you want things to happen with a boom. I want things to happen quickly. When I light a money candle, I expect my results in three days, the end of the week. I don't expect it to come a month from now, three months (laughs) from now. I want it to happen very quickly. So what you would do is, let's say you want to manifest, you have the car notes coming up. You need an extra $500. You One, you're clear on the amount that you need. Two, a lot of times people will worry about, well, where is it going to come from? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about where it's going to come from. The universe will create an opportunity for that to be brought to you. Write it down. Then you go get yourself a candle. So we're working with money. What color is money? Green. Green symbolizes prosperity. Gold symbolizes prosperity. In Eastern Asian cultures, red symbolizes prosperity. Yellow is for success and good luck. Orange is to remove obstacles. So you say, what is it that's going on? Is my money blocked? So you want to get a candle that represents your money, a green one. If there's a blockage, you want to get something that represents removing that blockage. So I'm like, okay, I need $500 for this car note next Monday. I'm going to write that down on a piece of paper and I'm going to write it in detail. I, Jasmine Atten, am so happy and grateful for receiving the $500 I need to pay BMW for my car note on January 20th. Boom. That's your petition. Then I'm going to purchase a candle green and I'm going to light that candle next to my petition or even on top of it depending on the type of candle that you're using and I'm going to do what I call working my energy working my magic working that candle and what that is is using my words of power reciting that petition over the candle asking for what I want and I'm going to do that every day until that candle goes out and then I'm going to release it And I'm going to let it go to the universe and I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to worry because it's already mine. It's coming. And that's a very simple candle magic ritual. If you want to even strengthen it and you know, you know that candle magic can get very complex. But something that I find to be very simple, you need a candle. You need a herb, which is your 
earth element and an oil that is that corresponds with your desires. So when you're researching, um, you want to work with or you want to look up things, which this is something very simple, is Googling what herbs are good for attracting money and prosperity. You take a green candle, sprinkle a little cinnamon powder on. That's my it. favorite. Oh, yes. Rub cinnamon, little, nutmeg. Yes. These are all my favorites. Allspice. Allspice basil, basil. Add a little grapeseed oil mm. or a little olive oil or coconut oil. You want to think about things that represent prosperity. Grapes grow up. Abundantly, Grapes represent abundance. Olives grow abundantly. So you rub a little bit of oil on that candle and you're focusing on that $500 and maybe you're reciting an incantation or maybe you're saying a prayer. You've got your beautiful meditation music going in the background and then you're putting your cinnamon on there because cinnamon is my go-to for attracting money. It's a spice that makes things happen fast. Yes, it happens fast. Yes, and you light your candle and you sit in meditation and you thank your, your higher self, you thank your angels, you thank the universe and you sit and you visualize for a few minutes and it doesn't take a long time. Five minutes, 15 minutes, you sit and visualize. And then you want to you want to feel how great are you going to feel when that extra money is in your hand or shows up in your bank account or someone writes you a check or someone calls you for a gig and you made this money and boom, the bill's paid. And that's the simplest way of doing a candle magic ritual. Mm. You know, I, I love candle magic. And, uh, you know, one of the things in my book that comes out this year is I do, um, there's a shamanic practice where we take a candle, you practice strengthening your will, and you look at the candle and you, you put a timer and you look at how long you can stare at the flame without thinking or diverting your eyes anywhere, but you have just one focus, the, the, you know, the flame. Then you do it again and you focus on the thing that you want to create and you see how long you can hold that space. So what it does is it strengthens your willpower so that you're able, when you're doing healing work, on someone. A lot of times what happens with healers is they'll be doing healing work on someone. And then let's say, for instance, I had this one woman, she's doing Reiki and I was teaching her how to strengthen her will. She'd do Reiki. And then in her her mind, all of a sudden this thought would come in and be like, is it going to work? I'm like, okay, that's it. You might as well stop. Take your hands off. Right. You're done. Right. Because you let, you were not strong in your will. You see, a strong will allows you to be able to move energy in such a direct way that no uh, no kind of uh, uh, distraction or current or any kind of energy pattern can come in and thwart that energy from the direction in which it's going, right? But when you don't have a strong will, you are like a person who's like r- driving your car to your destination and everyone's like, come over here, stop over here at my store, come over here. Mm-hmm. And you stop the car, boom, go there. Or someone's like, oh, wait over here, I need your help over here, boom, over there. Oh, wait a second, and you know what, why don't you come over here? Oh, hi, I know you, don't we know each other? And you start talking, all of a sudden you didn't get to your destination. Exactly. People don't understand that's how energy works when it comes to magic, healing, anything that deals with energy. It's all about the direction and the will. And that goes into it. And so candle, the reason why candle is so great, because it is fire. And I'm I in Ayurveda, I'm I'm pitta, which is fire. And then of course in Scorpio, I'm water. And the thing is, but I'm very fiery person and I'm I'm very energetic and I'm very, you know, I, I speak fast and I I am very like, you know. But when I see the fire, you know, the fire is flickering. And in African culture, you know, when we have like in West, in West Africa, we have, you know, the Gara, you know, the fire is able to see in all directions because it's moving in all directions. So it's able to protect all directions at one time. And so the focus of the will of the fire is the courage, the passion, and the fortitude of that fire, which is the magnification of that flame, the blue, the yellow, and the white flame, and those those different flames merging into one another, the red flame, the yellow flame, they're powerful energies. And so that's why candle magic is so quick, 
That's why I love what you said, because it's so true, because people don't know, you know, because you can do water magic, you can do earth magic, it's great, but fire is no joke. Right, it moves things very quickly. It moves things quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Angel Michael, who holds, you know, who re- who's opposite, uh, who represents the fire, yes. holding the sword, yes. fire, yes. you know, you look at, in shamanism, fire element is how we pull poisons out of the body, because it's quick. Yes. It moves quick through the system. So... You know, that's the reason why I think what you just gave everyone, you know, tribe, I mean, oof, let me just tell you, you got a queen in the house, you got magic skills, and she's giving you some serious blessing. So what what is something that we can bring in? What's another, uh, do you like give us like something for a bath if we want to create a bath? Absolutely. To open up our powers or to, you know, what do you think is a good bath? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge fan of spiritual baths. And some of the ingredients that I use, if you want to make one that's very simple yet effective and work, number one, sea salt, very powerful for cleansing. A bath in itself, water is powerful for cleansing. If you think about it, when uh, when you're baptized, what do they do? You get dunked in water. When they christen a baby, they put a little water on you. So water is healing and it's cleansing. You throw a hand handful of some sea salt in there and then add some beautiful essential oil. So if you want to balance your energy, lavender, one of my favorites, essential oils can go in there. Um, Rosemary is fantastic for bringing about positive change for attracting good luck. That's my favorite oil, by the way. Rosemary, it's my favorite too for bringing money. Something I, I share with my clients, if you're going on a job interview, you take a bath in sea salt and rosemary oil. That's to help you stand out in front of a, an employer. It's to help you kind of stand out and let your light shine and it attracts money to you. So I would do sea salt and I like to do a combination. I do rose oil for love, lavender for balance and rosemary for prosperity. And I put those in there and I make it nice. Light a couple candles, you know, have some tea, pour a glass of wine, whatever it is that you like. Sit and soak. If you want to make it a little fancier, throw some rose petals in there. This is a time to nurture yourself. And this is a time to utilize these beautiful essences and elements that are on this earth to create change. So that is my personal go-to ritual recipe. Very easy, very effective. If a person did just that, they would see some things start to change for them instantaneously. Yes. Mm. You know, you have so much knowledge. We're going to have to bring you back into the share again at a later date. You have so much information, so much knowledge that we can go on and on and on. How can tribal members book an appointment with you, uh, get in touch with how to get in touch with your product line? You know, uh, what what can they do to, to get into Jasmine's world? Absolutely. Well, I love speaking with people. I love meeting new people. They can book a session with me through my website at oneritualaway.com. I am also on Instagram. You can follow me at oneritualaway. My products are on the website, scheduling an appointment. I'm, I'm here to help and I'm very available. So go ahead and go to the website book some time with me and I will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Mm. And what's your last word for everyone for, you know, to leave them, to leave in their mind as they, you know, pontificate and think about in their modus operandi, you know, everything that is necessary for them right now, when they hear Jasmine's voice, what should they hear in their mind? Absolutely. That you are beautiful that you are special, that you are here for a reason. You have a divine purpose. You deserve to have the happy, healthy, and wonderful life. And you can attract 
absolutely everything that you want through love. You are love. You are the infinite creation from the creator. And remember that you deserve all the happiness, all the prosperity, all the abundance, and you can have it with a little bit of work will create some amazing changes and you will live free. And that's, I think that's what we all want is to live free and to be happy and to be loved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today in today's studio. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's an honor. (laughs) Hey, Tribe. I am super happy to share with you all that you can go to the Shaman School. It is my new Shaman School online where you can take classes, up-level yourself, upgrade your powers, learn everything from the basics of shamanism all the way up to more advanced levels where you're really accessing your powers. Because the thing is, Tribe, It's about putting the power back in your hands and we have to be ready for what's coming. And that means get everything you need to keep yourself lit and riding the lit train. You can go to www.theshamanschool.com. I look forward to sharing with you more informational tools that are going to change your life. I love you. Magic, magic, magic. It's everywhere. It's in the air. It's inside of you. It's outside of you. And all you got to do is call on it observe it be aware of it honor it love it respect it and just dance with it and that's what we got today by having jasmine in studio today is to awaken up the magic again in us in a greater and more profound way so please check her out go to her instagram go to her website get into jasmine's world and I love you so much, Tribe. If you're not following me on um, Instagram at Shaman Durek, you're missing out on some amazing IG videos where you get to have the Tribe talk, where you get to share your wisdom with the Tribe so other people get to know what you're up to, what inspires you, what is motivating you, what teachings you have to share to the world, products and things that you're doing. You know, so get on the Instagram live um, with me. You know, become, um, go on to Shaman Durek and, and, and get involved in that. You can also send me messages and DM so you get to you know know that I'm engaging on that all the time. If you want to level up your powers and shamanism and, and bring it more into a lifestyle for you and you want to really understand how to really develop that awareness and clarity that you need in order to be able to forge through these times, you know, get on the website, sign up on the newsletter, get all some of the cool things that I offer on the newsletter that's not available to the public. I love you so much. And remember, it's all about invite to ignite. Share this with your friends on Instagram, share this with your friends on Facebook. Facebook and all the social media sites, talk to your family, talk to your friends, go to dinner, share with them to join the tribe and get lifted and shifted and join the Liddy committee that's on fire. I love you so much. And remember, there's no one like you in the world. So don't hold back. Let it shine. Let it radiate, illuminate. Until next time. See you later, alligator.